Welcome to the Collections by Michelle Brown show. A show about people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality as they create change. This episode is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services. to Collections by Michelle Brown. I'm your host, Michelle Brown. Each week, we'll be talking with people living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of their intersectionality and creating change. Today, I'm joined by Sharon Harris, founder and director of Lupus Detroit, and Lupus Warrior, Francine Houston. The sixth Lupus Detroit Walk for Warriors takes place Saturday, September 1st. Lupus Detroit believes that no lupus warrior should have to decide between purchasing their medication and buying food for their families. Everyone needs assistance from time to time. Lupus Detroit offers emergency financial assistance grants in addition to awareness and advocacy events. Lupus Detroit is a 501c3 charity that is a community-based voluntary health organization dedicated to eliminating lupus as a major health problem through education, advocacy, and service. About our guest, Sharon Harris is founder of Lupus Detroit. Shortly after graduating from FAMU, she was diagnosed with lupus. She not only lives with lupus, but thrives and provides support and encouragement for others living with this chronic autoimmune disease. Harris said, I didn't wake up one morning after graduating from college and say, I want to start a nonprofit organization about this disease. I wanted to be Oprah. But apparently, God had a different plan. Francine Lakeisha Houston is a lupus survivor. She wrote a book for people with lupus called Lupus Journey. A multi-talented individual who enjoys fashion, media, and writing, she has founded two businesses, FH Designs and Sonique Media. She has a bachelor's degree in communication design and associate's degrees in applied graphic design and fashion design from the College for Creative Studies in Detroit. Sharon and Francine, welcome to Collections by Michelle Brown. How are you both today? Oh, I'm wonderful, um, Francine. I'm wonderful, (laughs) Michelle. (laughs) I don't think that works too well already. And I've missed you, Michelle. Remember, your show was the first time that I ever cried. You make me cry. (laughs) (laughs) You weren't supposed to tell Francine. Let Francine know that. I'm excited today. I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am. I am really happy to have you both here. You know, Sharon, we have talked about lupus. I mean, and you know, if I made you cry, you (laughs) opened my heart to what you're doing with Lupus Detroit. And you know, and you, I mean, you are my my hero, and your mother, (laughs) your mother, because (laughs) she is. You know, like you know, everyone 
talks about how your parents can be that that wind beneath your wings, but your mother is mm-hmm. is right there. And I mean, I consider the Lupus Warrior family my family. Yes, yes, and we consider you our honorary. Um, whatever you want to put behind honorary, that's what you are. <laughs> whatever you care, you know, it can vary by the day, Michelle. Whatever you want to put. Be our guest. I mean, we really appreciate you. I remember your smiling, beautiful face at our gala on last year. You know, uh-huh. you were there supporting. I mean, you're just awesome, and we really, really appreciate everything that you do for us. You know, with awareness, just getting the word out. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're awesome. Well, I'm telling you, you know, you might not be Oprah, but, you know, <laughs> I am so glad that you heard that different plan. From those yeah. beginning days when you started Lupus Detroit and you look back now, you know, and you're planning the sixth annual walk, what have you seen change? What, what, what are your greatest accomplishments? What makes you keep going each and every day? You know what it is? Seeing um, Lupus Warriors free themselves. You know, when we first started about, uh, yeah, six years ago, you know, they were just so bound because they thought mm-hmm. that they were in this war by themselves. And so to actually see them mm-hmm. fellowship at the walk, to see them um, fellowship at the monthly Lupus Warrior Support Group meetings, that's a wonderful feeling, Michelle. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, God, I see you. I see you. You know, I didn't go through all this for naught. It's mm-hmm. to bring us together. It's to raise money. You know, it's, and, and it's for the awareness and to make other people aware and other organizations, corporations, um, aware that, we're here. We need assistance, you know. So I mean, it's really been the evolution of everything. That, that really makes me happy. And to know that um, I'm using my powers for good. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, you're right. Uh, the walk, I mean, I was there last year. It's a celebration. I mean, yeah. it, you don't see, there is, it is, lupus warriors do not hold pity parties. <laughs> they were no. there. They had their whole families there. Mm-hmm. They had, you know, I saw one family, you know, where it, the, the mother and her kids of different ages were there. Yeah. You had mm-hmm. someone from the Lions. How did that go here? I know he said he was going to, to make a contribution for was it every touchdown or whatever he did. How did, did that go? Yeah, yeah it, mm-hmm. it went well. We didn't raise too much with that, <laughs> but we, we did. But, you know, it's just still nice to be thought about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just mm-hmm. still nice to be thought about. But we didn't we didn't do so well last year with that. However, we surpassed our forty five thousand dollar walk goal. Mhm. No, I'll tell you, you know, it, it was, mm-hmm. but it was great. Like the energy was great. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, we can't we can't you know determine how the football game is going. But he was mm-hmm. he was so committed. I mean, the energy was mm-hmm. there. I mean. You had people dancing. We were warming up. I mean, everything yeah. was just like so really great. Now, oh, now, I, you. Mm-hmm. You know, so before we go into this here, I want you to tell me how did you meet this incredible young woman? Incredible um, woman. Who, yeah. yeah, who has been, yeah. who's an author, who has started her own business. How did you meet her, and how did she, and how did she come to be a part of the Lupus Warriors? 
You know what? Like How did you I find each most, other? <laughs> find each other. Like I meet most people, Michelle, I do not remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. I meet so many, so many fabulous people, and, and Francine is one of them. Francine, did we meet at a walk? This one uh, connected. My sister, my sister was a connector. My sister Tammy Houston. She, okay. she was. She used to be like really, um, like about research, and she was trying to find a cure for lupus and cancer okay. at one time. Cause she was trying to be a wow. a researcher, mm-hmm. and she started looking up all this stuff because I was going on lupus journey back then. And she okay. started trying to connect the dots. And she was like, you should meet Sharon Harris. And I was like, who? And it was this big old event. And I didn't have enough money to go. I was trying. And I was like, what? But I drove. I had to I had to drive an hour to get my job. So she went instead of me and was trying to make all the connections and stuff. Because, you know, she was in medicine and everything. Mm-hmm. So um, she she told me about you. And I don't know if she wrote the information down. But after that, I tried to connect with you. And then we went to the to a lupus walk together. So that's when mm-hmm. I met you in person. Because Tammy gotcha. was like, well, I'm coming with you. I think that was in 2011. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm coming with you. You can meet, you know, Sharon Harris. And I was like, okay. So it was Aww. around that time. Yeah, my sister was doing all that stuff. So. Was, was instrumental. Okay, everyone has their unique stories about <laughs> how we met. And I really, I said, well, Lord, mm-hmm. it's a good thing I have a lot of love going going around because, you know, people. some people take offense that I don't remember. But I try to tell people mm-hmm. there's a lot more than y'all than me. And I got lupus. <laughs> I can remember all this stuff, you know. But there are always great sports about it. And, I, you know what? Um, Francine, is that your sister that's the mobile um, manicurist? Yeah, she's a mobile manicurist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I remember that, Francine. Friends, I remember that because what I, what I remember is my best friend had, had my first godson. You know, she couldn't leave the house and yada, yada, yada. And your sister did a wonderful job on her fingers and toes. Now, see, that's what I remember. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yes, ma'am. That, that's what I remember. But um, Francine has been a faithful attendee, a faithful member of Lupus Detroit. Mm-hmm. She did our most recent um, support group meeting. She facilitated that, and she brought her books along, and everybody was, you know, sitting there with bated breath because they wanted to know what she had to say. She has a phenomenal story. You're talking about a warrior, an overcomer? Mm-hmm. That's Francine. And, and she's artsy. You know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. always kind of envious of people like that. You know, she she makes mm-hmm. clothes and sews clothes, and I'm like, I should have um, took a home ec class and run it mm-hmm. outside. Says, honey, don't mm-hmm. let me try to hint something. Mm-hmm. It'll be like that Gordon Gortrill episode on the Cosby Show. <laughs> you know, but um, mm-hmm. yes, Francine is fantastic. Well, Francine, you wrote a book, Lupus Journey. Tell us, tell mm-hmm. us about the book. What, what? got you to sit down, I mean, dealing with lupus and so much to do, but then you took the time to, to write and write a book um, that you're, you're doing. A, what, what, tell us about that journey. I, I ended up getting sick in high school my last year, and I had to learn how to express myself pretty much. So I started, I don't know, I would say writing my feelings down or whatever. I started learning how to express myself. I was already in art classes back then, so we had to draw a lot, and I used to take, um, like, computer classes at Genesee Skills Center or whatever. But um, by the time I graduated and had my first year of college, I went to the poetry club, and they was like, you should write a poem about, like, something you went through. So I wrote how fun, funny how things change, and it was just talking about how 
my body changed dealing with lupus. And eventually someone came up to me and said I should make that into a book. So, and then they said it could help other people. So that's how lupus journey came about. I just started writing a whole bunch of poetry. Like once I figured out how to write poetry, which it wasn't really a formula, I started writing a whole lot of poetry. Mm-hmm. So that that's how that came about. And I just wrote about my journey, um, high school, all the way up to my 20s. I forgot to mention I, I have a second book called Life After, and that was more, um, that book talked about, about my 30s and how I ended up being in the hospital with 10% functioning kidneys and mm-hmm. how God, like, got me out of there and how I got, like, free from um, dialysis and everything. So, so wow. I introduced the Reno diet to, well, yeah, to Lupus Warriors. Well, they probably mm-hmm. already knew what it was, but I was just telling them what I ended up eating. And for those who don't know, what is a Reno diet? Oh, Reno diet is based off of the function of your kidney. Um, mm-hmm. It depends. It has five stages. I'm at stage um, two. So every stage, um, they have different restrictions. Um, I have to watch my potassium, my protein, my phosphate, uh, my fluids, and um, I think I said proteins. Mm-hmm. My sodium. It was five things I had to watch. So, like, every time I go, you know, go to a doctor, I get checked, they let me know if, um, you know, my kidneys is doing okay or not. But I have to watch how much how much I drink. I got to watch my sodium, my food. Like, I have to, she basically want me to eat at home more often. But when I, um, when I left the hospital, she pretty much gave me, like, the whole rental day. I didn't even show this to them, but I gave, like, a general thing. Because they have, like, a, a yes list and a no list. But it's it's the weirdest things that with this diet, it's like you can't have high-phosphate food. And that's, like, all the nuts and stuff. Like, I couldn't have a lot of nuts or almonds or whole grains. But then I was allowed to have Pop-Tarts. So I was like, okay, this don't. This diet was like <laughs> Pop-Tarts. What? So, yeah, so I had to watch, like, high potassium, low potassium. I had to get everything low, low potassium, low, low phosphate, that type of stuff. Low sodium, of course, but it was like this diet was weird. It was like, you can't have that. It'd be like something real healthy because it's too high in, in potassium. You don't need that. Once you try this instead, I'm like, I was like, okay, I got to get back to normal because I missed eating. It was like I had, like, in between healthy food and unhealthy food, and I was, like, in that middle ground for a minute until, like, I got back to normal. Well, you know, that's one of the things that I know from from the support meetings is that there's often, like, conversations about how to live better. I know I was at the one, and the lady Mm -hmm. brought all this fruit in, you know, and, and that's part of, what Lupus Detroit does is not just like how do you cope, but but ways that you you can feel better. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell us about your support meeting that you were the facilitator at. Did you just talk oh. about your book and your diet, or yeah, my book or did and you my also talk about and... your business? Oh, I didn't really bring up the business. They had a lot mm-hmm. of questions about what to eat. But mm-hmm. um, I did tell them I make clothes and that my I do, you know, graphic service and I sell books. That's pretty much what I told them. But it was, we kind of started a conversation on what to eat and what not to eat. 
verses, and then at, at the end they took some some of them bought books and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Michelle, I wanted um, Francine to speak about her miraculous recovery from her kidneys. Like her Please. initial percentage was like very low, and after she went on the, the renal diet and did the right thing, mm-hmm. you know, by herself, um, it it skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Well, there's your intro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, so yeah about like, it. it was like 2015. I was I was really swollen up. I didn't know what this thing was, and I they basically said make a hospital mm. bed for I thought it was just for a day. I was there for a week, and they gave me dialysis, and my diet was so strict in the hospital because I was in stage five. I had I had to take chemotherapy at the hospital, so I thought they set me up to start taking chemotherapy like every couple of weeks, and I was like, okay, I'm taking chemotherapy, and they, you know, they gave me an IV to put in there or whatever. But then when I got out, I had all the medicine. I couldn't afford some of this medicine, so they switched me on a lot of stuff, and I was like, well, you take this. I took sales up instead of being on chemotherapy, and I was like, okay, I hope I can pay for it, you know, because mm. Medicaid wasn't paying for a lot of stuff. So by then, it's like I had nurses come by the house, and I had my mom become my caregiver. She was real tough, though. I was like, oh, my God, but I guess I must have needed it. She wasn't, like, bad, bad tough, but she kind of got, like, this tough love thing going. But anyway, I um, I was like, it was, they literally measured my legs, like, every, I think every week they'd come and they would be like, you know, they went back to normal. They was looking at me like, I hope you stay on your diet. I was like, yeah. And they, they made me sign a paper. And I had, you know, I just really tried to stick to this thing. I only had two bottles of water a day. I was so strict on this diet. It was ridiculous. And the more I did it, the more I had results. But I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning to go to dialysis. And I was just like, and I had to sit on that machine for four hours. Like every other day, like would be I think it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday. It was Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. So I would do that, and I'll just keep on going to the doctors. I had like three kidney specials at that time. I had one at the hospital, one dialysis, and I had one that I had to go to the office. I'm looking like I'm only one person. Why I got three <laughs> kidney doctors? And I'm it's just me. But they was uh-huh. like I felt like I had around care. Like when I was at the hospital, I was not sleeping. They was checking me every five minutes. Like I had to go to the critical floor. Like it was that bad. It was like, you're not going. You got to go to the critical floor. And I was like, oh my God, my family, it was like people was just popping up out of nowhere. It was like I wake up and I had family members. I had ministers there praying, like all type of people. Mm-hmm. And like and I, my sister was on Facebook telling everybody to pray and I'm getting messages on Facebook. Like I'm praying. I was like, okay, thank you. And I'm just sitting there like, um, I wonder if I can go to the bathroom. I wonder if I'm, like, okay. And I couldn't really think about it, but they put, gave me, like, surgery on my neck while I was sitting in the, like, hospital bed because I was like, we got to hurry up and put you in dialysis because you're not going at all. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. So I was just sitting there like, okay, you know, like, I hope, you know, I can go. That's what I kept on thinking. I hope I can go. And, like, after I went, it was just felt like, it felt so weird. It felt like my body was cleaning itself or something. Like, all this mm-hmm. stuff was just getting out of my system. But um, it took a while. It took, like, a couple of months. It still, it took, it took a while for it to get from stage five all the way to stage two. 
But that was me just being consistently eating the right things and trying to be really, really positive. And I think about it because the nurses that came by, they was looking at me like, I don't know if they was hopeful or they were just like, I hope you just stick to what you're supposed to do because, you know, because it was that critical. So. so, Francine, when were you diagnosed with lupus? Um, I got diagnosed in 1998. Mm-hmm. Now, did you, because I know that Sharon and I have talked about how often initially sometimes people don't know what you got, and they have a number of misdiagnoses before they get there. Had that been part of your path also? Yeah, I, um, my hair starts falling out, and, like, my scalp started looking kind of weird, so they thought I had a ringworm. So I mm-hmm. had a pediatrician, so she gave me, like, some shampoo, and he kept on pulling my hair out, and I was like, I don't think this is just ringworm. So I thought I had ringworm. I thought I was contagious, so I wouldn't, like, when I was in school, I wouldn't, like, let people use my combs and brushes. So I was like, I'm contagious. I think I'm going to give people something. And I wasn't what it was. It's like when my face broke out. Like, right before I graduated, my face broke out um, with a butterfly rash. And my mm-hmm. doctor was like, I really don't think this is this is ringing around. I don't think it's going to come from your scalp and go in your face. So they took me to a dermatologist, and after that, they gave me a skin biopsy, and they did a blood test, and that's when I found out I had lupus. Mm-hmm. And after that, I had, like, all these doctors, the rheumatoid doctor, um, the internal medicine doctor, but I had a psychiatrist because I used to have seizures. And then I had a kidney doctor. But back then, like when I was real young, my kidneys was really not doing that much. I think I was feeling like protein a little bit, but it wasn't as bad as it was. It got, you know, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, now, Sharon, this is a, I mean, there's variations on this story, but uh, being misdiagnosed and then the frequent health crisis and, you know, almost being at the dead death's door suddenly and mm-hmm. things coming on and things that, I mean, but one of the things that Lupus Detroit does is that other level of support because, like you say, you know, she's in here fighting to keep her kidneys going and, and doing mm-hmm. all like this, but, you know, who's going to take care of medicine? How am I going to do this? And, you know, mm-hmm. like you, she had family who sort of like stepped in and did it. But this is a, a, a familiar story for lupus warriors, isn't it? Sadly, it is because we, quote, unquote, look well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I even had an aunt once. I, mean, I, was gradu- I was diagnosed a month after I graduated from college. And so all I did literally was lay around on my mom's couch. And she one day did say to my mom, you know, when is she going to get up and get a job? Because I looked mm. well, Michelle, you know, I, I looked absolutely mm. well. And so, you know, she's very um, apologetic these days. You know, that was years ago. But, you know, that will always be my auntie. So now she understands. But it took for the lupus rash to my face. It took for my hair to fall out, for the um, constant runs to the doctor's like um, Francine mentioned, for her to actually see, you know, oh, this is something real, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and a lot of people don't. You know, I just had that one auntie who was a, an, an unbeliever, <laughs> you know. But mm-hmm. some people have entire families that are unbelievers. And that's why we open up our uh, monthly support groups to families. You know, it's open to anyone, even if you don't have lupus. You know, just come on to the meeting. You know, we have nice little snacks, you know, bottled water for you. And so you can meet other people. And so the family members can meet other people that, quote, unquote, don't look sick, 
and know that their family member is not telling a story and just to support them more, you know, mm-hmm. which I do feel fine sad, you know, because you're not t- taking mm-hmm. your the family member at their word. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to come and meet people like me. They have to come and meet people like Francine who, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. don't look sick. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, for me it's just um, binding families to support the lupus warrior. That person needs mm-hmm. support, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and to learn the symptoms and to learn what they go through. You know, and, it's, you know, it, it is. It, it does bother me, Michelle, that people have to go outside their families, you know, to, to find – to they don't take their what their um, family member is saying is is, is wrong with them, but you know, so mm-hmm. so that's what we're there for because mm-hmm. everybody wants to be understood. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, everyone wants to be understood. So yeah, so that's that's really that's another component of the organization understanding. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I shared with you a, a story. Um, sometime back when I was initially diagnosed, a, a librarian thought that lupus was um, an island in, in Hawaii where they, quote, unquote, drop people off. And I don't know who they mm-hmm. were dropping off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I don't have any idea of who, who they were dropping off. But that's what she said to me. Mm-hmm. You know, but um, I'm grateful for Lupus Detroit because we are making headway. You know, I put on my Facebook page mm-hmm. today that we're up to 5,000 likes on our Facebook page. That's and, you know, awesome. every, thank you, and every small victory, I always think, and we don't even have a staff or an office. God is amazing, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God, God mm-hmm. is truly, you know, word of mouth. You know, they always say that's the that's best true. advertisement mm-hmm. is, is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful for it all. And it was, it was horrible for me starting out. You know, mm-hmm. it, was, it, was, it was extremely um, horrible. But, you know, and you don't know why God does things, but over time, you learn. Well, you know, and I think that's true. It's like you're warriors, but you're also supportive of and and caring of and and that opportunity and doing it. You know, I know what you remember, like right before last year's gala, when we had put out a call for people to donate dresses so that everybody could have it. And all those people brought dresses. I mean, it was just like. I mean, yes, you know, yes. I, I, I brought a couple of dresses, but then more people, every time you and I look, we look up here with somebody else coming over, it's arms full of dresses mm-hmm. to make sure that everyone mm-hmm. had an opportunity. And it's sort of like, like you said, you know, being really strong and being part of a support group. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take our first break here, and uh, we will be right back. If you're just joining me, we're talking with... Sharon Harris, and Francine Houston about Lupus Detroit. And we will be right back. This episode of Collections by Michelle Brown is brought to you in partnership with the Center for Peace Counseling and Holistic Healing Services, bringing balance to your mind, body, and spirit. For more information or to schedule an appointment, visit the Center at www.thecenterforpeacellc.com.
welcome back. If you're just joining me, I'm talking with Sharon Harris, who is the founder and director of Lupus Detroit and one of the Lupus Warriors, Francine Houston. And you know, warrior is so appropriate because if you were listening earlier, you heard Francine talk about what she had went through. Sharon has has I mean, one year when I talked to her, she had just recovered from having had two strokes. I've talked to other warriors and, and heard of them who were, their employer didn't know that they had lupus because they kept showing up at work. I mean, not only, and when you go to the meetings and you go to see that, you see these beautiful people. And I'm not talking just like, outwardly beautiful, although most of them are outwardly beautiful. Mm-hmm. They take better care than I do. But, but their <laughs> spirit is so full and beautiful. But they are warriors. It's like mm-hmm. it's like they're not going to lay down. They're mm-hmm. finding a way. I mean, the fact like I could hear, I know people who have had a hangnail and would not go out and try and start mm-hmm. two businesses and write a book and a second book mm-hmm. um, who – if they didn't have a full support staff would not say, I can keep this organization going for year after year, having the walk, having the gala, you know, they'd say, I just can't do it. What is it? Sharon, and I'm going to talk you, Sharon. I mean, I know that you are, but if you had to, you, to me, you're just like, you know, the queen of badassery. I mean, but if you had to say, what is it that, that, that keeps you going and even after, the, after a bad turn that helps you get up and go and do these, the next thing? And the same for you, Francine. Um, for, for me and the badassery, Michelle, is definitely <laughs> what keeps me going is freeing other people because when mm-hmm. you're free, you can free other people. It's a cycle. And mm-hmm. I've always said, Francine, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Michelle, this has never been about me. <laughs> I know. I just, even at work, I just mix up names. Blame charges mm-hmm. on my head, not my heart. But um, right. I like to see people free and living in mm-hmm. their truth and, and, and chasing their dreams. Michelle, that just makes me happy. Because so mm-hmm. many people, you know, in my opinion, if you're at work all day, that should be something you love. You know mm-hmm. that you don't have to take home with you to your to your family and your children. I want everybody to be free and just do things that they love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, lupus, as we know, has never been for me um, a prison sentence. It hasn't. I'm gonna find my way and do it and baby steps. You know, and do everything that I want to do in this life, Michelle. I am. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. that's what I want to see in other people because some mm-hmm. folks come to us. So downtrodden. I remember we had one meeting um, in Southfield, and there was not one dry eye. Because, you mm. know, they come in so heavy. You know, the, the warriors come in so heavy. And the facilitators talk about um, coping. And we had people there with lupus, people there with um, multiple sclerosis. And, I mean, they were literally had their head on their uh, friend's shoulder, boohooing, like, you know, like the ugly cry. Because... Mm-hmm. You can't talk about this with everyone. You, you, they don't understand. But, you know, like you said, you go to work and your supervisor doesn't believe you, your coworkers doesn't, you know, they don't believe you, your husband is giving you a hard time, you want to spend time with your kids, but you can't because you're not feeling well, you're tired. 
you know, it, it's a rough mm-hmm. disease. So when I can, when I can actively see someone exercising their freedom and then they turn around and help somebody else and that person turn around and help somebody else, that is the best feeling in the world. I'm, I'm, for, I'm fulfilling my purpose. Mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. spoke me out for such a time as this to help people on along. And that's that's the best feeling in the world, Michelle, aside from the money, aside from anything else, the contributions, the donations, but seeing people flourish and grow and get their butterfly wings, that is the best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that makes it... that makes it makes the diagnosis a lot easier because I'm I'm walking in my purpose. I'm walking in my mm-hmm. ministry. You you know, mm-hmm. some people, you know, are double my age, still don't know what they're supposed to do in life. But God spoke me out to do this. So I know everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be well. Mhm. Mm-hmm. He spoke it out and you listened and did. You and, know? And did. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. God ordered mm-hmm. my steps. God, or, now, don't get me wrong. I may sound all confident now, but that um, um, when I was diagnosed, that was like, oh, my God. Because, you know, in 2002, not much was known about lupus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was definitely growing pains to learn things, to meet people. And, you know, initially, everyone that you meet back in 2002, oh, you know, you're going to die. And, you know, just very negative. But I knew better. Yeah. And what's so ironic, you know, t- today was uh, the Queen of Souls' death. My mother mm-hmm. kept that gospel, Aretha Franklin's gospel al- album playing. My mother always, mm-hmm. that Mary don't weep, you know, mm-hmm. you know, called Lazarus three times. I knew I wasn't going to um, be be levied with anything that I couldn't handle. I knew that, Michelle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm 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 just spunky. I'm just a fighter. That's right. And I've always, right. I, you know, and I've I've always known that God will turn the situation around for good, which He did. And I'm my favorite word is grateful. That's my favorite word. Wow. My favorite mm-hmm. word is, is grateful because you have to be grateful and let God turn things around. It's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be all right. So, Francine, well, I mean, you know, I mean, at an early age, and I can imagine you were young to think that you had yeah, ringworm. I, I mean, think of what that does to you. I mean, I can imagine how you felt. You, you didn't want to go to your friends. You didn't want them to use your stuff, things no. that a teenager would do. But you persevered, and you've had your ups and downs. I look at your picture. You've got a beautiful smile, and you've got your business, and you're doing it. What, what, what is it? Um... I just decided not to give up. It was really mm-hmm. hard because it's like, I, you know, if you don't got no hair, you most people wear a wig. But I was bold enough to walk around with no hair on my head. Mm-hmm. After a while, my cousin mm-hmm. got a hold of me and started giving me, like, wigs and stuff. But for a while, I was like, nope, I'm not going to care. It's going to grow back. And it was looking like, no, we got to make you, you know. So I just got to the point where I just... I started being more creative, and I started wanting to be. I had to look past the age of 18 because my doctor came up to me when I had a bad episode saying that he didn't think I was going to live past 21, and then somebody mm-hmm. was like, you're going to live past 25. And then when one of my, my sisters, on, you know, my sister, oldest sister died at 35, I was freaking out when I got sick at 34. I was like, if I can live to see 35, I can do it. I had to get past the fear of dying. Mm. Like, I had to face the fear that I wasn't going to die young. I had to keep on telling myself, you're not going to die young. 
you know, you're going to live a full life. And I was scared because I had dreams of dying. It was that scary. It was like fear took a grip of me that bad. So I had to, with me, I had to overcome that fear of dying and just know that I was going to wake up the next day, that I was going to live my life. And after a while, I wanted, like she said, she wanted others to be free. I wanted people to be well. Like, when I lived with my sister, Tammy. She wanted to be a doctor, you know. And I was just like, she liked the people being well. I want people to be well, too. And I wanted my health back, and I wanted to live a full life. You know, and I had to get past the thought of me being in a coffin, you know, and everybody weeping at my funeral to actually mm-hmm. seeing myself doing something I enjoyed. So my mother put in my head, find something you would like to do, and I'll help you get your mind off of this. That's why I started being, like, really creative and found hobbies and start doing stuff because I had to get my mind off the fact that these doctors telling me I might, live, not, might not live that long. And I was like, well, if I'm going to live, I better live my life to the fullest. You know? Mm-hmm. Amen. And I kept a hold of Jesus, too. Kept a hold of Amen. Jesus. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. And see, what mm-hmm. she mentioned, what I don't love, never heard um, Francine mention in public that's in her book that I started reading. She's also, what, a sexual abuse survivor, if you don't mind me bringing that up. Oh, Francine. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, like yeah. you say, freedom and, and making people yeah. healthy. You know, mm-hmm. you put in your yeah. book, and, I, you know, I even shared that with my mom. You don't know how, dy- how, how dynamic you are, Francine. You don't understand wow. that. And I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. Girl, mm-hmm. do you realize, realize how much you've overcome? Thank you. Know, you. I guess now I do. <laughs> yeah, because mm-hmm. I want you to start talking about that. And, you know, I, at first I said, well, maybe I should mention it, but I said, what is in her book? <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you know. I mean, I mean, it, it also shows that just like with lupus, you are you have not chosen the path of being a victim. You're a survivor. Mm-hmm. You're thriving. You're victorious over both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, and what a an example for others to see. And I think that that's one of the things. And you know, I want to talk a little bit. About, Lupus Detroit. I mean, you know, people are going to, you know, it's a 501c3. We want people to make contributions. But Mm -hmm. can you, first of all, I mean, I talked briefly about how, you know, you try to to help people not have to to make the decision between buying medications and buying food for their families. Mm -hmm. But if someone were your, your elevator speech on why Lupus Detroit should have everyone's support and contribution. And yes, I guess ma'am. Sharon, yeah, Sharon, if you could like as as the 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 queen, <laughs> as, the, as, as the lupus as lupus the founder, how and then um, Francine as someone who's a lupus warrior who has come to Lupus Detroit, how have you benefited from this focus? that the organization has. Okay. Yeah, Lupus Detroit, you know, I founded that out of necessity, Michelle, because Lupus Warriors back then, we just needed things. We needed the awareness. And I've always been a person, even as a child, I'm an only child, and my family still teases me. Um, You know, back in the day when those um, commercials used to come in about, come on about the African kids that were starving, 
my family said I would take my mom, her purse, and tears, say, Mom, feed a hungry child. You know, because yeah. that was the tagline. Mm-hmm. And so just as I got older and I saw people going without that had lupus, you know, God kind of angered my soul. And, you know, with lupus, the flares and remission, you never know how long your flare is going to be. You know, sometimes it's two months, sometimes it's two years. And so I just wanted mm-hmm. to make a difference in the lives of those with lupus because they have children. Some of us, well, some of them have mm-hmm. children. And they see mm-hmm. that their parents are going through, and that's hard. You know, that is mm-hmm. so hard. And the children need needs things. The mother or, or the person with lupus, their DTE bills need to be paid. Their um, rent needs to be paid. And, you know, just... As a person, I feel that all of us can do something. Mm-hmm. And so God put it on my heart. And I know you said elevator speech. I've been past that 30 seconds, huh, Michelle? <laughs> but, um, oh, okay, maybe I got 30 okay. we're, go, we're going up in the Renaissance. <laughs> oh, yes, we're going up to the penthouse in, in, in New York. Yes, that's where mm-hmm. we're going, Michelle. Mm-hmm. We're going up high. We're going up mm-hmm. high. But, um, yeah, that was just my goal to um, – provide finances for people with lupus that, that needed it. And, and God saw fit that we've, um, we've awarded almost $50,000 in emergency financial grants. And so when, when you're work, walking in your purpose, that also sends you people to further increase what the organization is doing. We partnered with um, attorney Todd Perkins. He lost his wife two mm-hmm. Aprils ago. And, mm-hmm. I mean, he supports his own uh, educational scholarship through Lupus Detroit. We are so grateful. To date, we've given away um, seven scholarships. They're um, $1,000 apiece, and that started, you know, um, l- last year. You know, so we're just mm-hmm. grateful. And, you know, people come and, and want to move as you move, and that's wonderful. You know, there's no confusion. You know, know this, know that. Everybody just work towards this goal to continue to financially support Lubus Detroit, you know, for their everyday necessities and scholarships. And for that, I'm so grateful because Todd could have took that money anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, but he, he chose to stay close to home and to um, donate it to us for, for financial scholarships. So, I mean, I'm just, just grateful. You know, we started out, mm-hmm. and I always laugh because our first walk, um, we had about, uh, what, about oh, 250 people, and we raised $5,000, and we just thought we were balling, Michelle. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, mm-hmm. my, look at all this money. We can help so many people. And here we are, five years later, our sixth walk, and our goal is $50,000. Mm-hmm. And we surpassed our $45,000 goal last year. So, you know, as I always say, and even on Facebook, you can't tell me. God ain't real. You can't. You, you can't. And it's never been about sharing. Our mm-hmm. fourth mm-hmm. anniversary walk, we had 800 people. Michelle, we don't have no billboards. We don't mm-hmm. have an advertisement. You, you know, nothing paid. Mm-hmm. No, you know, we did that off social media, word of mouth, and flyers. And God is that, you know, and I always go, well, we don't have an office. We don't have a staff. That's the community. They want Lupus Detroit. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. want to help, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I mean, it just every year just makes me feel so good when people say, oh, this is my first walk. This is amazing. Yeah, boo, and it's all for you. Mm-hmm. It, it's all for you. 
You know, I I stepped aside a long time ago. I just want to mm-hmm. see, you know, that twinkle in people's eyes, and when we have that butterfly release, that's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. wonderful. You know, you mentioned briefly about those scholarships, but I'll tell you, one of the high points to me of the gala was when he was up there with his children. With his children, yeah. You know, in memory mm-hmm. of their mother, mm-hmm. giving these donate these these scholarships. And mm-hmm. the thing is, usually people think, oh, scholarships. You think, oh, what's well, going to be a high school student, maybe somebody in college. Mm-hmm. But it, there was also a woman who was going back to school. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, oh, and know so that. it's sort of like. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, because she was like, she she was going back to school. I mean, she had her kids with her. So it's like affirming that, yeah, you've got lupus. It might knock you down for a minute, but you can get mm-hmm. up and go on and live your dreams. Mm-hmm. And that through Lupus Detroit and your association with uh, the attorney, attorney is Perkins, that mm-hmm. here's these scholarships. Mm-hmm. So that people can go on and do that. And, you know, you know how they say a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're making it so that people can live their dreams. And I thought that was really one of the high points. But to see him and his little girl and his son in memory of his wife, their mother, reaching out and helping these women. I mean, it was just a phenomenal moment. Yeah, oh, thank you. I said anytime Attorney Perkins shows up, it's just phenomenal. Uh-huh, <laughs> you know, anytime uh-huh. Todd and his kids show up, because, you know, he can, he is well within his time to still be grieving. Uh-huh. You, you know, his wife, it's, it's just been a little over two years. He can still be grieving. But he said, I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to educate, you know, other folks with lupus, provide them the finances to educate themselves. But. That, I mean, and that's just Todd, Michelle. He, mm-hmm. He's awesome like that. And the woman that you were referring to earlier, that's Tammy Romero, and she's a mm. wonderful, wonderful woman. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and this year, um, one of the recipients is, uh, well, was 60-year-old Cheryl Jackson, 60. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, all you need to have done is go to uh, in high school um, in Michigan and be enrolled in, in, in college. And see, we're not the type. It can be a trade school, Michelle. Everyone is in college material. Mm-hmm. You know, not everyone is in college material. It could be trade school, anything. Just apply. And, to, and I say, Lord, I see your, 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 your handprints over all of this. Because, you know, this story could have easily went the other way, Michelle, and I believe mm-hmm. that. And sometimes when I'm on my knees, and you're trying to make me cry again, sometimes <laughs> when I'm on my knees praying, and I do, mm-hmm. and I thank God, because it could have went the other way. But for some reason, he chose me, and I'm grateful. And, I, and it's been rough, like Francine said. This isn't easy. Mm-mm. You know, and even, you know, from what people don't see, I get a lot of Facebook messages, emails. One woman asked me if she was going to die. That's heavy, Michelle. Mm-hmm. That, that is heavy. And I said, see there, that's what you get for looking at your email during your, your midnight bathroom break. You know, that, that's heavy stuff. I did. I said, see, mm-hmm. Sharon, you should have got your butt back in that bed and um, just went on back to sleep. But, you know, it's heavy, Michelle. You know, it's, it's some heavy stuff that, I, that I'm dealing with over here in terms of my members because I love them all. I do. I know you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And then whatever I think that I can do for them is going to get done. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. but I am, you know, just, just over the moon. And I know that God has more to come. God has more. You know, mm-hmm. it's going to get bigger and bigger and larger and larger because of people who assist like you and Francine. And, you know, mm-hmm. I used to always worry about Lupus Detroit because, you know, uh, you know, the two strokes within a year. And then when I took my hand off Lupus Detroit, God said, it's about time. Let me show you what mm-hmm. I can do. Mm-hmm. I'm just a vessel. You don't got to do, you don't got to stay up to mm-hmm. three, four in the morning looking for grants, you know, and, and things to add to the nonprofit. I got this, boo. You just mm-hmm. a vessel. Go on the bed. Mm-hmm. So I'm learning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's still a learning mm-hmm. process because you, like, I'm the only child. I'm strong-willed, you know. But, you know, once you honestly take your, your um, hands off things, it it happens. Even this year, there was a certain, certain pharmaceutical. Um, when I had that first stroke, I was just always um, inquiring about sponsorship money. Michelle, true story. One day I'm just in, in the bed taking a nap. This is about maybe about two months ago. I roll over, check my email. Why is that pharmaceutical company giving us $5,000 for the walk? Mm. I, wow. didn't even, I haven't reached out in the past three years. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to purchase one of our tables at the walk, $5,000. Mm-hmm. I said, well, well we've got to get them a gold-plated table. <laughs> we gotta make sure they come back. We gotta make sure. Mm-hmm. And I have I haven't announced that yet because um, I just finished my semester at school last night. So I've really just been um, you know concentrating mm-hmm. on school and work and keeping mm-hmm. that balance in my life. But I said, look at God. I took my hands off that pharmaceutical mm-hmm. company and they selected me. I haven't filled out the application yet. They e- they emailed me to give us five thousand dollars. Mm. And see, stuff like that, I say, God, I, I'm, I'm understanding this. My mother say, by and by. We understand them by and by. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, how God works. And just take yeah. my hands off of it. Just enjoy mm-hmm. my life. Continue to free mm-hmm. people. And if you take care of God's people, he'll show enough to take care of you. I believe that. Wow. Well, you know, I, I, I mean. I really believe that. Well, that, that is something like one of the first times that we talked, you said the very same thing and, and how you were just going it. And from that, you started to get these great people on your board. You continue to have these amazing volunteers. You, you met Attorney Perkins. I mean, it's like you said, you are, you like, but, and you had said that before that, you had been like, I've got to do this, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. And you mm-hmm. heard and listened to that voice. And like you said, you turned over, looked at your at your at your phone, and there was an email. You got the five thousand. Now, wow. Now, Francine, when your sister heard about Lupus Detroit, and and what did she come back and tell you? And was it everything she told you, or more? When once you was, once you made that connection, it was mm-hmm. more like it was it was some type of thing that they had. I don't know, it was some type of event that they had that Sharon was at. And she finally talked to her and everything. She just told me I needed to meet her. And um, I was, you know, I needed to go back to to the support meetings. I never went to a support meeting before either, but we made sure we went to Lupus Walk. I think it was at Metro Detroit or something, Metro Park. 
But when I went there, I feel so supported. I felt, you know, I met other people that went through what I went through. I talked to people. I don't know if they gave us. We, we walked around the park, and then they gave us something to eat, and then I think they had, like, a musician there, too, um, doing, like, um, the orchestra or whatever. But when I went to support meetings, it's like people were just talking about what they went through, and they were trying to support one another. And I just felt like, you know, I I usually just try to keep, you know, what I go through to myself. But I just felt like, you know, I'm around somebody who actually going through what I'm going through. So I felt like I was, I guess, in a safe place, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, safe place. That's what that's what it's about, um, Michelle, that folks feel safe feel um, empowered to tell their own story. And we have, we literally have a member that's been coming a year and a half, and she she hasn't said a thing yet. And I'm like, mm-hmm. sis, that's, that's fine. He says, Sharon, I just, I just can't right now. It is no problem. And you know what? She's one of the, one of the ones. She's so pretty, and she um, looks well. You know, mm-hmm. she, she's a she's a believer. She, you know, believes in God and all that good stuff. But she says, mm-hmm. you know, we don't push her. We're not going to push anybody away. You know, you determine when you want to free yourself. We don't, mm-hmm. but we're going to put mm-hmm. you in an environment and a setting to give you the opportunity to do so, to give you the option. If you if you just want to sit up, you know, sit at the meeting and not say anything, that's fine. And, Michelle, we have fun. You will always leave the meeting feeling better than when you enter the, those doors. Mm-hmm. See, I'm not a down-on-myself person. No one in here is going to be down on themselves either. You know, we're all, you know, experiencing that lupus fog, and Lord knows I have it pretty bad. I can't remember, Mm -hmm. you know, I I really can't, you know, can't remember from one hour to the next. And and I'm glad to see our meetings flourish. You know, we can have like 30 people in a meeting. We used to have, you know, our 7 to 12, have 30 people, Michelle. Mm -hmm. And I'm so happy that people have found us, and so they can get to the support that they need. Well, we're going to take our second break, and when we come back, I want to get into the lupus walk that's coming up September 1st. We'll be right back. Collections by Michelle Brown airs every Thursday at 7 p.m. You can subscribe now and listen to the podcast on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Be sure to like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and mark your calendar so you never miss an episode. back here on Collections by Michelle Brown uh, with my guest Sharon Harris and Francine Houston. On September 1st, it's the sixth Lupus Walk for Warriors. It's going to take place in um, New Center Park. Mm -hmm. Sharon, how many people are you expecting this year? Oh, my God. You know what? However many God sends us. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah, as many as, as God sees fit. Oh, how about this, Michelle? As many as it takes to um, reach that goal. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So if it if it's if it's ten or ten thousand, however many it takes to, to, to mm-hmm. cross over that fifty thousand dollars, we'll take them. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll take them. But of course, I'm looking for um, a healthy turnout, um, and I can't wait to see the the first timers. That that always mm. tickles my soul. That always tickles my soul. So yeah, come one, come come all. You know, I'm I'm so excited. And as you mentioned earlier, the registration um, is tw- twenty bucks, and we're happy to have back with us Sugar Ray. She's a radio personality, mm-hmm. and yeah, she she's sweet. She, it was really really um, a good time last year, and we have Randy Spencer. Um, she's going to warm us up this year, and our entertainer is going to be Jill Gavon. Um, she's like a folk singer. She plays um, the guitar, and I must reach out to her and tell her she has to do something by Aretha Franklin oh, on, yeah. on September 1st. Oh, she, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what it is, but you have, you know, we have to show respect to the queen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to have a photo booth. We're going to have the masseuses back this year. Um, may I mention that the sponsors she certainly can. Oh, okay. You certainly yep. can. We have um, United Healthcare. They funded every event that we've ever had, so I'm so grateful for them. We also have a new uh, funder, and that's HAP. We're so grateful for HAP. Of course, um, Attorney Todd Perkins and the pharmaceutical company that I was referring to earlier is GlaxoSmithKline. We're so happy to have them. And, of course, the park. You know, the the park, you know, gives us a reduced rate, so we're so happy for them to let us come to their home once again. This is our sixth um, year um, at that park. So, you know, we're, we're so grateful. We are just so grateful. And, of course, our Lupus Detroit T-shirts, anyone that um, raises $100 or more, they're going to get an actual walk T-shirt. And people always inquire about the length of the walk. Y'all, it's not even a mile. It's 0.8 miles. Well, I should say 0.8 of, an, of a mile. And once again, we'll have the Detroit police, Officer Paul Sahadi and some of his um, colleagues, they just make sure that everything goes smoothly. And he is excited. He's like a kid in a candy store every year, Michelle, um, Officer Sahadi. Every year. And he's, as, he, as he calls it, it's his walk. He said, you know, Sharon, even if, if, even if I was to retire, I'll come back and do this for you. You know, and it's just oh. nice to be loved. Yes, uh-huh. it's wonderful. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just wonderful. You know, it's nice to be loved on, you know, and, and it's mm-hmm. my walk. Like, it sure is, Officer Paul. Now, get us to walk in there. Keep us on the sidewalk. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's, he's wonderful. And even my church members, they come and, and play um, a vital role. I'm a member of Second New Hope Missionary Baptist Church in Ferndale, and they bring them in, and they help out Officer Paul. So it's like really teamwork, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's really – I've been – Surrounded with some really, really good people, Michelle. Of course, you and Francine, you know, my church member, the people that show up to the support group meetings, just, you know, just good people, you know, just just really, really great people. So um, then I'm glad that you mentioned it because it isn't like just come and walk. I mean, there's time to gather. 
you do have someone who could help put you through some warm up exercises. There's great music. I mean, there'll be tables, uh, a time to network with a bunch of people and see see old friends and make new before you take off. And like you said, it really isn't a long walk. It's a fun walk, you know. You know, you'll make new friends and do it. Now, Francine, are you and your sister walking this year? I know I'm walking. I may have to ask another sister because she got a child now. So I may have to ask my younger sister. Hey, that, that's what that's what that girl is for, you know. Yeah. Right, and I want to take my nephew with me. Something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or even, you know, I, I get um, emails from people who are kind of down because they're like, "But well, I don't have a team, honey." Everybody mm-hmm. in that park is a team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, honey, just just show up. And like you said, we have the DJ, DJ CJ. Um, that's there. We have the face painter, a lupus warrior, Sandra Epps. Mm-hmm. You know, she comes. Mm-hmm. And you know what? And I like to mention that she does that for free. Mm-hmm. Never, wow. yes. And also our photographer, LeBron Jackson, he does all of our events for free. But because people should be paid for their talents, you know, we give them a love offering. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm that's saying. Good. We just, At least you give them a love offering. That's good. Yep, give the both of them, you know, love mm-hmm. offering. Because, you know, everybody should be paid. You know, we, we can't go to Target mm-hmm. and expect something free. See, that's my mm-hmm. mindset. You know, that's mm-hmm. we can't do things like that. So we we are fortunate. Yeah, and even if you are walk walking um, by yourself or no one can come, just come anyway. We'll pair you up with somebody. Mm-hmm. And you know, and you know, I've only walked the first walk, and I think I need to stop start walking and uh, walk Michelle because they have a ball. I mean, well, they really you. have a good time. Last year, I came by myself. I. Mm-hmm met a family who was just great. I walked mm-hmm. with them. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we stood around. And, I mean, I met them just by, you know, I was, I was just talking to them. Walked with them. It was like I was one of them. We yes. had the best time, you know. So yes. it is, like you said, mm-hmm. you know, come with a group. You don't have to be on a team. You are mm-hmm. on a team when you, you get there. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, all of us are on the same team. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, so and it's great. I mean, it's it's really great. Oh, I forgot about the guy, the um, balloon artist. You know, people like you know the balloon dogs and the balloon hats and mm-hmm. things like that, the visors. And it's just I'm just sitting here just smiling because it's just a great day. You know, it's mm-hmm. just, just a, a wonderful day. And you know, people always um, take away what they need. You know, some people need to be loved on. Some people need to mm-hmm. be heard. Some people need to be encouraged. And people, it's, you know, it just melts my heart to see people leave with what they came for. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's great. It's, and, of course, you know, we, we have our little snacks. They're healthy. You know, the um, um we have bananas and, and mm-hmm. with the, the fruit bars and all that good stuff. And at the end of the day, we are definitely wiped out. Mm-hmm. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. But it's so worth it. Oh my God, it's so worth it. And uh, so, Francine, what's your favorite part of the walk? Um, when I went, I mean, I like to walk around, and, and you know, because I feel like we was doing for a cause. But last year, I liked the massage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, y'all on Facebook, I'm following y'all. I was like. I had a big old cake in my shoulder. I had like this big old bag that's at least 200 pounds or something. 
Mm-hmm. And they took the kink out of my shoulder. I was like, oh, my God. It was like, the, it's over with. Like, it was two of them. I was like, which one can I go to? <laughs> I like to massage the time. I like to mm-hmm. walk the first time, but I like to massage the second time. I was just like, what else has she got here? Because I, I saw here. the masseuse. I was like, wow. That's yeah. too funny. Well, honey, now we're going to have the photo booth. So just get in there, girl, and get your slate oh, on. I'm going to have my makeup on this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be playing. I'll be playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, really, I mean, it, it is such a good time. You know, it was like one of those things that after you finish the walk and you come back and everybody's around and the music's still going, it was like you don't want to leave. I was mm-hmm. having such a great time. I was like, um, yeah. I, I just want to hang out, you know. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> we just hang just out. Like, I'm yeah. having fun, you know. I'm having I fun. And my favorite part is the warm-up when Randy warms us up. And, you know, mm-hmm. everyone's dancing. I'm a, oh, Michelle, I love that. I love that. We you know everybody's just jolly and happy, and they're doing mm-hmm. their jumping jacks. I'm like, I, I, I said, she's really fooled y'all. Y'all happy doing jumping jacks. That's the portion mm-hmm. I sit down. Anybody doing jumping jacks? <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that, I, I love it. And, the, you know, the music's blaring, and everyone's happy. That that does it for me, happiness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, it is. It's, it's, just a, it's just a good time. And the walk goes on rain or shine, correct? Yeah, you know, rain or shine, but we also ask people <laughs> to check our Facebook page and also our, our website if anything changes because we don't want to um, – a lot of lupus warriors are susceptible. You know, we don't mm-hmm. want them out in the rain walking and things like that. So we just ask them um, to check our Facebook page and our supporters and check our, our website, you know, to, to see what the deal is. We really don't want to have anyone out there in a typhoon. You know, mm-hmm. and and God has really smiled on us the past five years, and I'm expecting him to smile on us for, you know, walks to come. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll have time. I mean, people want to register. Do, can they register in, in advance, or can they also register the day of? Um, they can also register the day of. You know, it's $20 for anybody that's 13 and up. But we also always encourage people to create teams and just to create that camaraderie you know, amongst mm-hmm. their family and friends, get the um, T-shirts made and, you know, all the same color, make signs, you know, just have fun with it. You know, this mm-hmm. is this is the day that's about Lupus Warriors. Have fun. You know, you can also um, visit our website, lupusdetroit.org, and there's a link that will take you right to the site where you can register. You know, come up with a creative um, team name. You know, and, and mm-hmm. just have fun with everything. And people that register and they have teams, people come and they donate to their team and write the sweetest notes, you know, oh. the most empowering notes mm-hmm. for, you know, for the person they're supporting to read. And that's always phenomenal. Um, always, I always have give kudos to um, City Council President mm-hmm. Brenda Jones because she um, makes parking free. Mm-hmm. around that area, you know, in and, and the new center area. So no one has to worry about the meters. Doctor and uh, doctor, um, profe- not professor, um, Paul Sahadi, the police officer, mm-hmm. we can park in a parking lot that second off 3rd Street um, where the, um, what's the theater? The Fisher Theater is. We can even park in that mm-hmm. lot. You know, he goes oh, over okay. and, he, and he, yep, he goes over and he talks to the person that owns it. And, you know, he always says that they're just so um, anxious to say yes, you know, each year, you know. And then there is, there's one lot that's 
that's west of the park, they let us park for free as well. Wow. You know, so I mean, that's what I'm saying. We've been so blessed. They don't expect to die. Are there signs or something that says, you know, where the parking is? We always put it in our newsletters, you know, on Facebook, on all of our social mm-hmm. media. And we also have balloons. So just look for the blue and white balloons. Yep, and so okay. people will know because, see, there's two parking lots going west, and one of them he wants to charge the $5. And that makes Officer Sahadi mad because he's like, it's a fundraiser. You know what, donate it back to the organization. But you know what, Michelle, people are going to be who they are. You know, and, and, and who am I to get mad at that person when we got, I think I wrapped off about 10 things that we get pro bono. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. not going to let someone, wow, you, you, you know, <laughs> girl, that, that's that wall blessed. We are blessed. You know what I'm saying? Because um, President Jones could have easily said, well, Sharon, you know, I can't do X, Y, Z. The folks that own a lot is like, mm, you know, we can miss out on a lot of money. You know, what people are like, oh, yeah, go, you know, just favor. Mm-hmm. Detroit has favor and does have nothing to do with me because God gonna get His glory, you know, one 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 way or the other. So I'm just grateful, just happy. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I'm truly looking forward to it. So, Francine, people who are on a Reno diet or need to be mindful of it, what would you suggest that they either may bring in a, a little backpack for to eat or to have? Along the way, while they're not walking. I mean, with the walk, I probably would be in some water. Um, mm-hmm. He said they had like some snacks and stuff. If I mean, it all depends on what stage they're at. They should be fine. Like she said, bananas and fruit bars and stuff. But um, but I, I like if they want a full full meal, they might have to bring a sandwich <laughs> or something for them to eat. Mm-hmm. I'm but thinking about that. I may have to do that. <laughs> No, but remember, it, I mean, it goes by, we reserve the park from 7.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. The, that's when the volunteers and things like that, who I'm so grateful for, that's when they start um, showing up. At 9 is registration. I promise you, by 11.30, Michelle, yeah, you were there, we're out of there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not a long day at all because I honor people Saturdays. That's their day off. Mm-hmm. You you know, mm-hmm. I, I honor them. And so, yeah, I mean, we come in, handle our business, have handle our business, smooch, smooch, kiss, kiss, hug, hug, and we're out of there. <laughs> we are out of there. And that's the part that I like. You know, I, I value people's weekends, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, and, and you're right. It was like we were there, and I know. I was home, you know, I think it, it wasn't in no time. I was home. In no time. And it was mm-hmm. like, and someone said, you're home already? Because they're thinking about the walks and stuff where it's mm-hmm. like an office. I said, no, we took care of business. <laughs> you know, That's we came, we warmed up, we hugged. You like, mm-hmm. we hugged, you smiled, we kissed and walked and listened to a little music, a little announcements mm-hmm. and off we went, you know. And off, yes, we don't keep you all, yeah. all day because we hope that that's like a selling point, that you'll come back, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. But, yeah, yeah, we, we, and, until we don't want the sun to be at high noon. You know, we mm-hmm. can't be in the sun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what time? It started at 9? What time do we start? I don't get the um, Registration starts at 9, and, oh. you know, we'll get going about nine fifty, ten o'clock. You know, with the warm-ups, the, you know, hellos, acknowledgement of the sponsors and things like that. And I was tickled one year that um, I think they were both cues. They ran the .8 miles. And I was like, now, y'all, come on now. 
you know, I'm like, come on, you show off. You know. They, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. they ran the route. So, yeah. So they were back lickety split because point eight really isn't anything. And I must add that, you know, the walk is for all, all abilities. And some people choose not to walk. And that is, that's okay. You know, everyone's not up mm-hmm. for walking. You know, you can go, you know, Lucas Warriors go to sleep, but Friday night, something wonderful, you know, with all these plans to walk and do this, and Saturday morning, they're only feeling showing up. I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I totally get it. You know, it was funny, last year, um, there was a woman who had been in the hospital the day before, mm-hmm. got out, and okay. she was there. She was feeling better, you know, so she didn't yeah. walk, but she walked around the park mm-hmm. area talking to people because she felt good, you know. Because, so yeah. like you said, you don't have to walk if you just want to come and have fellowship. That's fine, yeah, you know, and, and feel a lot of love, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of love that day. Well, yeah, I'm going to be looking for, oh, okay, now, if you can't walk, but you're hearing this and maybe you have a loved one who needs to to be a lupus warrior, needs to attend one of those support meetings, or you just want to get out that checkbook, that credit card, whatever. I remember who was the guy who was at the dinner who said, you know, I'm going to get out my, my, my credit card. And then he said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> no, don't go over this. <laughs> but if you just want to make a, a donation to mm-hmm. find out how you can volunteer, how you can join lupus warriors, find out when the meetings are, What's the best way for people to contact the organization? We keep our social media up to date. That's that's what we Yeah, I can. Yep, you can visit uh, lupusdetroit.org for everyone that's interested in our upcoming um, events or to just to find out what they do, well, what we do. They can also um, reach out to me. I'm at info at lupusdetroit.org. That's I-N-F-O at Lupus Detroit, like the disease and the city, .org. And also, on that website I mentioned earlier, lupusdetroit.org, there's a big old pretty yellow donate button. It's not yes, there just yes, to be yes. pretty. Yes, ma'am, uh-huh. just click. Yep, just click. Uh-huh. And you will receive um, a tax donation letter. You can also um, be a monthly subscriber where each month, you know, you donate $25. PayPal handles that. You know, so there are a lot of ways to get involved, of course. Well, we're over the amount of volunteers that we have this year for the walk, um, but we're always into something. And even Mm -hmm. our Facebook page, the profile picture, is a picture of our remaining um, support group meetings. You know, Mm -hmm. one month we're west, one month we're um, east. So, And and even with that, um, Michelle, the wonderful – Oh, my goodness, Robin, the, the wonderful Robin. She owns a professional medical center, and she give us, gives us her space mm-hmm. for free. Wow. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're fortunate. You know, we are definitely fortunate, definitely fortunate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So everyone just come out to the Lucas Walk. It's our sixth walk, and we're excited, and we're just excited to have everyone show up and be there. Now, Francine, how can people get your book? Um, they can go or to books. Francine Houston. Oh yeah, FrancineHouston.com, dot com, or you just go on Amazon. Cool. Okay. All right. And what's the name of your new book? Uh, life after lupus. I had to, life like I said, I was conquering death, so I put life in there. So life after mm-hmm. lupus. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Well, I want to thank you both for being with me today and telling, sharing your stories and talking about the lupus walk. I will see you there on September 1st. and um, I'm coming to... <laughs> we'll, all to, we'll all have to go to the photo booth and get that photo. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, mm-hmm. I, I will not forget you. We need this. We need this picture, and especially so you and uh, Michelle can meet. How wonderful. Yes, definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Yes. Well, Thank ladies, you. I want you to, to stay well, stay happy, stay full of yes. life and full of spirit, and I look forward to seeing you September 1st. Yes, ma'am, and thank you. We appreciate you, and God bless you, Michelle. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. I want to thank today's guest, Sharon Harris, founder and director of Lupus Detroit, and lupus warrior Francine Houston. This year's 1K Lupus Detroit Walk for Warriors begins at Detroit's new Center Park, on Saturday, September 1st at 9 a.m. There will be free parking, snacks, cold beverages, live entertainment, face painting, and more. There's a $20 registration fee for all walkers older than 12 years old. Individuals or teams can register for the walk at lupusdetroit.org. You can listen to this or past episodes of the show on SoundCloud iTunes, Stitcher, or Blog Talk Radio. Be sure and like the Collections by Michelle Brown Facebook page and let us know if you have a suggestion for a guest or topic for a future show. Join us next week when I'll introduce you to another amazing individual living between the lines, standing boldly in the crosshairs of air intersectionality, and creating change right here on Collections by Michelle Brown. Thank you for listening.